Today, so I don't know. Not talking I don't today. know. Not talking no, too no, much I'm talking. Today. I'm gonna have my cup of tea, you know, <laughs> as we talk, as we share. But let's invite our Father, you know, the King of King, Lord of Lords. Mm. Father, as we come before you this morning, we just thank you so much for this day. Father, we thank you that it's truly through you we live and we move and we have our being. We're just so grateful, Father, for your love. We're so grateful that you chose us. And Father, we just pray that you will continue to have your way this morning, that you will speak through Jean-Marc and we will have a great discussion and and the different things that people are on people's hearts with regards to the topic of the war of Gog and Magog will actually we'll be able the questions will come and we'll be able to have more revelation and more understanding. And in order to how to prepare for your return and also for this time, this season in our lives in history. So, Father, we just pray that you will continue to have your way. Speak into our hearts this morning. Help us to prepare in the way you want us to. We thank you for this time. Commit everything over to you. Holy Spirit, I pray you will just lead and guide us. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Um, again, as uh, mentioned, for those who are joining us now, uh, thank you again for being with us. If you have any question, you can either use the uh, WhatsApp chat if you're part of the WhatsApp group Revelation Hour, or you can even send on a chat, the Zoom group chat as well, and we will try to answer your question. Or you can just send them privately if you want to as well. So it's either way. Now, um, one of the things that I, I wanted to mention um is obviously you can reach out to us you can contact us um via facebook page or twitter we don't really use twitter as much but we have it and um, or you can e- email us at info at revelationhour.co.uk i believe and you know send continue to send us your your videos your comments you know your discussion it was a interesting discussion this week uh, on a on a whatsapp group based on somebody who sent a video about some some british geezer the geezer a geezer yeah he, he looked like a geezer i mean he, he sounded like a geezer it's so it's funny isn't it <laughs> when uh you know i'm always teasing my d- darling husband about you know his frenchness when he comes out with things he uses some interesting words for interesting vocabulary. So what's the vocabulary geezer then? Explain to, say, to me. To say a man. A man. A man. You man. know, it's no like way. geezer. <laughs> well, he was a man. It's like he's some Londoner. You know? <laughs> like he's a Cockney. You know, he's Cockney. 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 Yeah. Londoner. Here we go. Yeah, it was weird. We had a no, Londoner. Not Londoner. Cockney. Cockney. You're not Cockney. No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a, it was a lovely discussion. And uh, the comments were quite very good, actually. I think um, mm. he raised a very, very interesting point. So guys, please carry on to uh to communicate um i think it's brilliant uh to have different view different interpretation different understanding and different mm. revelation you know mm. we don't we don't have all the answers so it's nice yeah. to have it's nice to share yeah nice to share different one bringing their, their their own input and their, you know their own vibe into this um news let's go to those news and see what's happening here there's quite a lot of things to talk about here oh look at that yeah what happened historic OBE. That's nice. For premiere. It's nice. It's let's nice. uh let's have a look away what it says on it. Um Station Radio, obviously we know who it is. Presenter award winning gospel singer pick up an OBE in doing to become the first gop- gospel artist and the first Christian artist of African descent to receive the honor. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. And this is what he said. It was a shock to my system and coming to terms with the fact that I am first the first gospel artist ever to be awarded an OBE. First Christian artist of African descent to, to award it an OBE is special. It means a great deal. Or the reason, what, you know, obviously, 
for the numerous work that he's been doing um, over the years. So it is it's good news, isn't it? What it do you is. think? It is. Mm. What do you say? It is. It is. The, the, there are always things behind these things, though. Yeah. You know, you know me. It's nice, and it's great for him, and it's lovely to um, be acknowledged for what he's doing and all that he's done. Especially if you think about what he's doing, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it's nice. But you know, there there are always reasons. You know, people have their reasons for doing these things and the timings of things. Of course. You know, you know how it goes. What's the reason? I, I'm not going into that. I'm going to leave that to everybody's um, imaginations, but I'm sure everyone understands what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Share your comments <laughs> on <laughs> historical beautiful mm-hmm. who you are. Now, I picked that one because I find it quite interesting. Kanye West thank God for the increase after revealing net worth of $5 billion. Where did that come from? He was bankrupt, wasn't he, a few years ago? He was bankrupt. Well. For what we know, he, he seemed to be bankrupt in the last couple of years or something. That very interesting. Don't want to go too much in detail to this. No, you know it's just something. Now, this one is very interesting. Now, Street Pastors Christian Organization, which you know we know what they do on street at night time. They're not operating during the daytime. I know we had Reverend Les on the show uh, a few weeks ago. As a matter of fact. As I read the article, I called him this morning, <laughs> just before the show. That's and the beauty of being able to access. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spoke to him this morning. It's always um, And um, basically, we, we had a conversation and, and, and asked him, you know, you know, what's the change and everything. And in a nutshell, what he mentioned here um, is obviously because of the restriction. You know, people don't really go out at that time mm. as well. And they used to operate from 7 p.m. to 12 p.m. But then the pub closed at 10 p.m. Mm. So, and also because the government has kind of asked the authority, local authorities, to be more available during the day. So they switch as well. Their good. time during the day. And it's been good. So what he's been doing as well, he said he's been patrolling the, the station at Clapham Junction and giving masks to people and encourage. And, and, and I think it's brilliant because night time it was brilliant for them to be there night time mm. but the fact that they have not a presence during the time mm. on the street i know mm. they've been having the school pastors and everything that has been involved with but the father now they have actually a presence during the during day. the day time it's fantastic it, it's a really a great move of god uh, yeah. a, there's always a s- what's the what, what, what did you say what's the word you said a silver punas in no, the lining no, no, no. Every cloud has a silver lining. Every cloud has a silver <laughs> lining. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And it's brilliant to yeah. see that. So, yeah, I was happy. Continue having to pray for them. Yeah, definitely yeah. continue to pray for them. So I was having a conversation mm. with him this morning about it. So, and it, it's um so they've been present during few de- daylight hours, and uh, this is what he says um in the article. He says that he said that the switch up to their time patrolling was obvious, obviously. He believed that although the pandemic has caused a lot of anxiety, it also created an opportunity for the church mm. to be visible and present in the midst of it. Excellent. And that's what people have been speaking Absolutely. a lot about, the fact that churches are closed. Um, there's not anywhere for people to go to. Um, or Some churches are open, but of course they're restricted in numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, churches are wor- working and doing other things on the ground in terms of like food banks and helping out in that mm-hmm. arena and going to places and doing things like that. But in order for just basically the peace of God to be able to and hope to be spread, it was just, you know, it was quite limited. So this is such good news. I think it is brilliant news to be able now to have this this kind of physical daylight presence. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the people that knew the sweet pastors were people that would tend to go out maybe out for dinner, out to go out for the pub, to the pub and so on. Mm. But now having this wonderful presence during the daytime, Mm. uh, it's definitely show that the church is actively active and visible but Mm. not only visible but active to help uh in those difficult time brilliant and that's what we want you know as a people of god that's Mm. why we you Mm. know during crisis like that we need to be involved so you know do your own street pastor thing in your home with your neighbor you know we know that we've seen a lot we heard a lot of stories about People bringing food to um, to their neighbors, you know, helping with the shopping. We we definitely see in our church 
mm -hmm. kind of help help each other you know especially mm -hmm. time when mm -hmm. you know you needed to go and queue for two hours to get into a shop you know mm -hmm. people were just calling each other to find out do you need anything i'm going to ask that or sunsbury's or your mm -hmm. local aldi or whatever mm -hmm. do you need anything and people would just bring their list and you would go and do the shopping and and, mm -hmm. and i think it's this is what i think in relation to what happened during this time despite the fact that we have been plagued to stay at home and to go through those different challenges you know a lot of good things have come out of it you know most definitely yeah. and i think in terms of that as well we were hearing um different testimonies of people being able just to share the gospel in a in a practical way mm. um in terms of giving families advice about their children because children are anxious at this time mm -hmm. or maybe they're having children who um, have different things going on with them so they're able to bring the word of God, just parenting, mm -hmm. um, but from a biblical perspective. So I think there's there's a lot that we can do at this time and it may not seem, and sometimes we think, oh, are we equipped to do that? Mm -hmm. um, God has given us everything that we need and even the little that we give it's a lot for someone else. That's what I'm realizing. Mm -hmm. We may think that we don't have a lot, but we always have something. God has given us something. And, you know, whatever we can do or whatever we can say, mm -hmm. um, just being by being children of God in the first place, we can take we can take his love and we can take his peace and his hope and everything that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes we kind of take it for granted yeah. that we have it. And for us, it's just normal. But for other people, it actually isn't. Um, and in times like this, people need hope. They need encouragement. Yeah. Um, they need God, mm. um, but they don't really see it that way. So sometimes it's just by just bringing the word and they'll be like, wow, mm. um, that's really helpful. Um, I used to find that a lot when I was at work, you know, I just just basically be speaking the word and they'd be like, oh, you're so wise, <laughs> you know, you're the oracle. <laughs> and I'm like going, no, 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 no. This is just the word of God. You know, that's mm. all I'm doing. Um, so it's it's really you know, for non-believers, it's it's useful just to just to speak the word in a practical way. Mm. Finally, um, one thing I don't know why I'm picking up all those things today. Usually, you're the one picking up. Yeah, all it's, good, things, it's good. It's good. Yeah, go for it. Finally, uh, persecution of Christian in China raised by Yan Duncan-Smith. Interesting in that he's raised that. I saw my eyes kind of glimpsed on that, so mm. I'm glad you you, you chose that. Mm. It's quite interesting that he's raised that. Um, mm. I don't know what his um his background is i'm not quite sure mm. um well he says this um what does he say he says this the government sponsored forced sterilization and birth suppression in the uh Yugbu population which we believe do exist we mean the genocide criteria we we have yet to get the un to even look at all but it is the key civil servants also place in home to monitor behaviors and children whose parents are detained are be taken from their family and placed in state facilities. But it's not just the Tibetan and the Yugbu, it's it's also no it is now also the Christians. Party members who profess a faith are not subject to disciplinary procedures with the arrest and detention of Christian leaders, such as Pastor Wang Yi of the early Ren Church, who was detained in December two thousand nineteen and sentenced to nine years in prison for incitement sub sub to subvert sorry, state power, you know. Mm. But this has been going on for quite a while. Mm. It's not a new thing in China, um, but it's it's quite nice that it's been highlighted by someone who is actually in, excuse me, <coughs> a decent, like who's in, a, in a, quite a senior position. He's, he's actually mm. quite... Um, well recognized and respected well respected within politics mm. um and also in other spheres as well um mm. where, where i used to work he used to come into there um nice person but i, I didn't know his background mm. um so it's quite interesting um that he's actually raised this and it's very good um that someone who is has that type of profile is actually speaking um to parliament and to the world really about mm. this very interesting last one i promise last one <laughs> this one just just come eyes just now young people it's reject christianity one. because it's judgmental and alienating yeah 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 no here she's coming back isn't she yeah isn't she great <laughs> god help us and god help us to pray for our for our leaders and those in authority yeah, honestly that's what we need to do um she's uh, 
as we know, she has her own agenda. Hmm. Um, Hillary Clinton, we, you know, it's quite interesting. I was just speaking to um, our daughter about Hillary Clinton earlier on this week um, because I think it's just something that the, the generation kind of before haven't really encountered her politics mm. and, and they don't really um, know of her. And I think it's important to be very aware of this lady, um, be very aware and and to to really pray but be very aware <laughs> of uh, of her um of of where she's placed and how she's moving um yeah that's that's all i would say for this generation to come because our generation we're we're a little bit more aware of of bill clinton and 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 what what she was like when she was in power and when she was out um and about the politics as to why she didn't get into power in terms of you know when she was running against obama mm. But I think it's um, it's important to be to keep our eyes on her um, and to because, you know, when she begins to to come out now, she's she's been quiet for a long time, but she's been waiting. Um, she's been waiting very patiently, um, but to actually you know, keep our eyes on on fixed on. It'd, it'd be interesting. Not fixed on her, but keep our eyes on her. It'd be interesting to. Uh to see after the election, whoever's window selection, and, and be able to see uh, how involved public involvement should be, because she's been working um, behind the scenes, beyond the scene mm. uh, for quite a few years now, quite a long time really. But it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, if Biden take the job, um, then how, you know, how everything we kind of unraveled, mm. uh, especially in what we're talking about. Mm, but but he keeps saying that he's there, he's only there for a transition. Yeah, I mean, and you know, this uh, lady has been waiting in the wings I, I for quite a while. The next one. Oh yeah, I think she'll be the so next one. So this is why. But you know, she has some very interesting politics, and I think it's it's really important. You know, she's beginning to speak about the young people mm-hmm. already. You know, because these are the types of votes that they're looking for, because they know that they can mold and shape um, the, next the next generation. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's just that's why I say the next generation, please, you know, be aware of who she is and what she's she's done. You know, we always say about history, people come on the scene and sometimes you don't really know who they are or what and they they kind of present things in a particular way. But it's important to know her history and, and you know, where she's coming from. Um, very, very. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just just to to know, know him, keep keep your eye and, and understand about about her, this lady and what her agendas are. Thank you, Miles. That was the that was the latest news. <laughs> that was the latest news. <laughs> I wanted to say it this way. That was the latest news. <laughs> All right. So um, let's get back to uh, our topic now. Um, as as you guys know, we've been looking into Israel over the last. That's the fourth week now that we're on Israel. And it's the last week that we're going to be talking Israel for the time being until we see another event uh, taking place that we'll be mentioning again. Um, but uh, before we do that, you know, we always start this show with how the world see the future, you know, from a science perspective. And we, we, we tend to see now, I think everybody knows that science uh, data is very, very important in how uh, legislation, regulation, uh, politics are governed these days. And mainly because of the pandemic that has plagued us since, can you imagine, that it's nearly a year. Mm. You know, starting in December 2019, officially, um, and now it's been nearly a year and you know for some of the news that we are talking about at the moment and, and the things that's taking place there's some changes actually there, there's some you know changes now we know that we need to see the world the way God sees us our revelation is from God's perspective it's from the Bible it's from the word of God and you know he's mentioning mentioned this morning we're discussing about fixing our eyes on Jesus, you know, and be all out for him. It is so important, especially in this season that we're in. You know, the, the season is changing now. Things are changing dramatically. And we are going to experience things that we never experienced before. And, and I keep saying this, but to be honest, looking back last year, we just finished a lovely Christmas 2019 none of us knew that that would take place you know back in march when they start closing down everything the economy going down um all changes that's taking place even the way i'm talking even behaviors people's behaviors and pattern has changed now you know everything that is done has changed 
um, work-wise, many people are working from home and you don't expect many of those people to go back to the way they used to do, to the 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. They are now splitting their days between working from home and working in the office. And to be honest, companies are loving it now because financially, you know, it's better for them. And they're also seeing that most of the people have managed to adapt and the productivity hasn't really changed at all. So what is the point for that? But then it affects the hospitality, it affects transport, it affects uh, leisure centers, all this aspect of it that people were banking on people coming to work nine, you know, five days a week, coming to work, spend money for food, spend money to other stuff, then those things are depleted. You know, I, I was going to my lovely Chinese guys. I love the, the, this restaurant, lovely restaurant, get my food there. It closed down because I seem to be the only one to be going there during the, <laughs> during the pandemic. But those are reality that we are facing. So it is important for us that we continue to see the world from God's perspective in that sense and keep our eyes on Jesus. Now, those scripture. I'm sure, you know, if I say, you know, can you repeat it? I'm sure you'll be able to memorize them now because we've been showing the scripture since, you know, since the beginning. And it's very interesting. But uh, what we want to, what we've been talking about over the last four weeks is about Israel. You know, Israel is key to God's timing in end time prophecies. And we looked at it in, in more detail. We looked at Israeli story. We looked at the rebirth of Israel in 1948, which from my perspective and my opinion, signal the beginning of the end times in that sense, because that was a prophecy that was prophesied by Jeremiah. Says in 33, For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their father, and they shall possess it. And what happened in 1948? This is what happened. That was such an historical event. And, and, and I think probably the Jew people will always remember that date, 1948, when they came back to the land. Mm. You know, when the promise that I was made yeah. to the forefather, Fulfilled. you know, was fulfilled. And we are talking about a nation that has been exiled for more than 2,000 years, you know, since the time of the Roman destroyed the Temple of Jerusalem, which we looked into as well. They never came back to the land until 1948. So that's been tremendous. Yeah. The other thing that we need to mention, Israel is the only name, nation's name, that hasn't been changed since its creation. Mm. Which since, uh, since God called um, Jacob Israel, that name never, never changed. You know, if you look at the whole world, they were names very differently. 2,000, 3,000 years ago, Israel never. So it remained the same uh, up to today. So we looked into the history of Israel and we also looked into, last week we looked into the rebuilding of the temple and especially our key, the rebuilding of the temple is in end time prophecy. Mm. When we look at what the Antichrist will come proclaim himself God, go into the temple, desecrate the temple. So we know that there will be a rebuilding of a temple. Now, it's the third temple. Yeah. There have been two previous temples built during those times. The first one was built by Solomon. The second one was engineered by Nehemiah, you know, to build the temple. Mm. And the third one would be built, we don't know when, but what we believe. And now as we looked at last week, they have everything that they need to build that oh, temple. The and the only thing that is missing is to be able to build it where the actual dome is at the moment. So the political area and the political arena at the moment doesn't facilitate for them to build this temple. But once is taking place it will be built now i mentioned about the war of gog and magog and i believe that that is a very important event that also will take place in the end times as well but actually do you know what my belief this war when it takes place that's the war that i believe will engineer the antichrist to sign the seven years treaty with israel as a result of this war so why do you say that? The reason being I say that is this. Because we know from history that Israel has been fighting the, the Arabs' neighbours for quite a long time. And 
most of the Aramelos, and they're not going to deny it. They never deny it. They want to. They want to get rid of Israel. They actually literally want to get rid of it. And when we look in the war of Gog and Magog, that was actually prophesied by Ezekiah as we turn to it. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yeah. Sorry, Ezekiel. We turn to it. Ezekiel thirty-eight, fourteen, seventeen says this. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, so says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land it will be in the later days that i will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when i am a lad in you O god before the eyes so says the lord god are you he of whom i've spoken in former days by my servants the prophets of israel who prophesied for years in those days that i would bring you against them Mm. what's your take on it and then i explain it it's quite interesting that the lord is saying that he's going to bring it he's going to be the one who brings them against them so you know when we see this prophecy coming to pass you know we shouldn't be surprised because that's god's sovereign will right Mm -hmm. um and it's quite interesting the thing that i was speaking to about earlier this morning i was okay so you know the north tell me about the north um people from the north um and also it's just i think those are the main things for me out of this that god is going to do this and the people from the north it's been prophesied that the ones from the north are going to come up against the people of israel so do you want to speak some more about that yes let's let's go a little bit into more detail you know now i wrote this and you can read it and then i can explain it now ezekiel prophesied as we read the scripture and i haven't read chapter um, 39 which i would talk briefly when he actually destroying his, his divine intervention will actually mm. stop this taking place or will destroy the army but what we know from the prophecies is that ezekiel 38 was referring to two type of prophecy one that was going to take place very soon in, in his time and this one that i refer taking place in the later days as it's mentioned in the later mm. days which is really talking about the end times now, what he prophesied, he prophesied in a later day that there will be a war that will break out in the Middle East. Mm. That's this prophecy. And the war will be instigated by the leader of a confederation of nations known as Rosh, you know. And that will focus on invade, subdue Israel, pretty much, pretty much annihilated. Now, in his prophecy, if we look at Ezekiel 38, chapter 3 to 6, he mentioned the name of the nation that would be involved against Israel. And those nations, they are defining the ancient name. So if we look to 38, 3, he says this. I'll start from verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh. Meshesh and Tubal and prophesy against them and say, Sir, says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshesh and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hook into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company, with buckler and shield, all of them, and the sword, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya, and with them, all of them, with shield and helmet. Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togama from the far north and all its troops, many people are with you. So a lot of the name that I mentioned, you know, that are going to be involved in this war, they are the modern than name to the fallen country. Russia, which is the ex-Soviet Union states of Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, you know, all those things. You've got Turkey, Iran, Libya, Part of Arab North Africa, Ethiopia, and part of Black Southern Africa. That uh, that is a lot of countries involved into it. Mm-hmm. So they all form a they will form a coalition, and they will go against Israel. 
they will go and try to invade Israel. They will go and try to destroy Israel. Pretty much the rest of the world will be watching without saying anything. Now, we don't really know the reason why the rest of the world will watch in silence. You know, and I'm not going to speculate the reason why. But it could be, for example, because of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict that may upset a lot of the country. I mean, you know today, a lot of the countries against Israel because of this actual conflict. Palestine-Israeli conflict created a lot of problems mm. you know, from other countries. But concerning the Arab countries, the reason being is simple. They want to get rid of Israel so they can establish... You know, as far as they're concerned, that land doesn't belong to them. That land belongs to them. And and again, you can go back to the old time, the days, the, the fight between Ishmael and, mm. and Isaac, you know, which, as we know, Ishmael from the Arab, you know, uh, Arab... Um, um, you Muslim it? nations. Arab generations, mm. you know. So you could say that it's still from that time. Mm. But it has pretty much still from that time. This, this really kind of conflict between those two will continue continue up to today but it's interesting that ezekiel prophesied a war a war that will and you know what we're talking about we're talking about quite it's not about two of two or three country this is a lot of country involved against one state Mm. of israel small state and a small state so they will all gather together and russians involved and that's the thing and and the reason you know the interesting thing is probably years ago people will think Okay, this is not going to happen. How is it going to happen? Mm. But when we look now, Russian activities at the moment, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. What, what's your take on it? Because we've seen a lot of news talking about Russia, flight, and as a matter of fact, even this morning, there was another flash news that, that flash about Russia involvement, um, you know, You know, it's a British made sniper rifle in the hand of a Russian special forces, but how did they get there? So there's a lot of things that's taking place that obviously the news are not telling us about in terms of the conflict. But it, more importantly, it's the strategies. It's the strategies. This Russian activity we see on the map, that was back in 2016. So we're talking about four years. When they have begun to move their ship around the area. And especially because of the involvement with the Syria war, the, the Syria war that's taking place as well. So they have been involved a lot. And it's a recent fleet of six warships, a submarine and three support ships sailing toward the North Sea. Royal Navy freeing and destroyer heading north. So we have seen things that we don't really understand because we're here. We, we're, we're here doing, going to work, but there is activity taking place at the moment. Mm. You know, I come across uh, an article, a very interesting article, um, and uh, this is guy what he says here. He said the Russian MOD claims special focus will be made on safeguarding security of maritime traffic and other type of maritime economic activity of Russia, and also on response responding to the new kinds of modern threat such as piracy and international terrorism. Vladimir Putin said he's preparing for war. Mm. And that's what's taking place. I was speaking to a, a military guy um, when a few years ago when I was doing Heber and went in the car. We were discussing, you know, and he was a military guy, so a British British guy, and he was he was on a break. And I was asking him, so what's going on with, with Russia? You know, all I can hear is Russia warship, you know, near the sea and this. And he was telling me Russia are preparing for war. He said Russia has actually got the best weapon, the best fleet available at the moment. Mm. And they are, what they're doing, they've been sending the jet flying over to scout. Mm. They are preparing themselves for, and that was back in 2018. So that was a couple of years ago when these guys was telling. And they're not messing around. You know, this guy says here, if you look at it, if anyone still doesn't understand which direction the situation in Russia is heading, I can tell you, the country has been prepared for military conflict. There are a lot of signs of militarization in Russia, a bloated military and defense budget, quick rearmament of the army, almost monthly army exercise and test of the newest sample of dreadful hardware. Mm. 
Yeah, I remember reading an article a few years ago. I don't even know if it was a few years ago, maybe last year, the year before. Um, and they were basically parading um, where they were parading their their new their newest weapons mm. in weaponry in terms of the jets and what they had and and people are saying no one in the world has got anything like that and it's almost like you know this is what is it's, he was nicely showing this is what we have um to the rest of the world this is what we've got what do you have you know um and it was a bit like that and i said to, i remember saying to you my goodness i just read an article about or, or watched something I don't know whether I watched something or, or I was reading it, mm. but I just remember um, the, the 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 things that they have. It's just it's just unbelievable. They are, <laughs> you they know, are, um, they, they are ready. <laughs> yeah, they are yeah. So yeah. much ready and yeah. so well equipped about what is taking place, and this is really quite an interesting thing. Is they are preparing now? I don't know what the British are doing. I don't know whether they are also preparing. You know, I'm not. I haven't got the insight about uh british military at the moment spending and, and budget i, I think I they are if because something. if you actually think about um remember i don't know whether you s you remember where they s where you said that i don't know whether it was you or i read somewhere that the um american and british forces have been training together for the past few years so mm -hmm. they're going to different parts of the world and training together um the fact that they have um they formed a base in africa so you know in Ghana, Ghana is another place where they've actually begun. They 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 negotiated to have a military base, um, the Americans, but also it's, they're training others. So they're training Ghanaians, they're training Americans, um, they're training British people. So they're able to actually go and actually train. Mm -hmm. So the forces around the world have been. They're trained. They're all training, mm -hmm. um, and they're preparing. These, you know, if 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 they're training. They're not going to just be sitting back and doing nothing. Mm. So they're positioning themselves. They're all positioning themselves. Very interesting. Now, the other thing while I'm showing Assad and, and Putin is because this long-standing relationship those guys mm. got. Now, what we got to understand from a geographical perspective, if you want to invite Israel, you have to go through Syria. The mm. other part is Egypt. Now, we know from Egypt at the moment, there is a, a peace treaty that um uh donald trump has been engineered yeah you know, not long ago so does it mean that egypt won't get involved does it mean that egypt will allow other troops to actually march because we are talking about a war when there will be the army the navies mm, and air, also the, yeah, the air, air water the, the and ground air yeah. force so this mm. this is not some few men coming and, and just invited yeah. they are can they're going to go all out mm. they're going to go all out for them and that is what I'm trying to understand. And there's a very long-standing relationship uh, between Moscow and, and Syria, especially with the Assad, you know. And what Russia has been doing lately, and, and I think it's important for us to understand and to see that they have been involved in buying a law in Syria investing a lot in syria there is a be a lot of russian consolidation when you talk when we talk to intellectual properties you know so they've been giving them everything but they've been basically putting the influence in this country mm. and there's a long-standing partnership between mm. russia mm. and syria since the 1800s can you imagine that mm. well, 1800s, since the 1800s yeah 1800 so there's a port called the port in uh, in Tartus. This is where now they're now beginning to move the military uh, fleet towards it. And what we are seeing now, we are seeing Ezekiel 38 and 39 be engineered in that sense. When we have Russia, and it is not rocket science that Russia is helping Assad in this war, this Syrian conflict that is taking place, you know. Russia physically won't get involved in sending army to fight, even though they have sent army to fight against the ISIS. But the end goal, I believe, for them is eventually to be able to take over Syria as part of it. Russia has got one thing in their mind domination, control. Mm. 
that hasn't changed no. that hasn't changed mm. but it's the same when you actually look at you look at most um of these countries who are are you know so you look at america you look at china you look at russia you know they all go and they get a foothold until they get a stronghold in countries mm -hmm. until they take over um you know with china you see that they've taken over quite a few places um and um you know they all have their reasons for doing these things mm -hmm. um but of, of course it all ultimately culminates in the fact mm -hmm. that they they want to be able to control mm -hmm. the areas that they're actually this they're investing in and the interesting thing i spoke to you about a port called the port in tartus this is where they got a naval base there the russians got a naval base there which is actually next to Syria, really pretty much and in 2017 they extended the lease for another 49 years mm. so they're not going anywhere in regardless of what people are saying they are not going anywhere what they are doing they are putting the stronghold mm. the stronghold on the area they can't get to israel directly so they have to go through syria mm. so once they have put the fleets there and they have completely established the fleet there where they have eradicated ISIS, whatever they are, the fight that they're going and tie this relationship even more with Assad, then they can actually beginning to engage with a coalition mm. with the rest of the Arab country. It is easy because most of the Arab countries want Israel to be destroyed. Mm. So it is a really so one goal. It's a yeah. It's a really said we help you, we give you all you need and we invest in this and you can attack it. Mm. And you can go through Syria. <laughs> And that's the thing. So, when you think about it, and as I said, when you're looking at this map, Israel, from a military geographical strategy, they're pretty much at the center. Mm. Russia, the only way for them to get to Israel here, they have to have base right there in Syria, which is there. So, they have control this thing. Egypt is the only part to get to Israel. We've seen it. You know, Moses left Egypt and they crossed over to get to the land of Canaan. Mm. Egypt, Syria are one of the two very strategic places. Russia get to Syria, they can attack Israel. Egypt, out of the picture, because now there's a treaty, but would they get involved by blocking people moving to Israel? We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know how the relationship is going to, to but what we're we seeing now, we're seeing strategic moves so for those who play chess it must be an exciting time to see how russia is beginning to flex the muscles mm. and this british guy in a car he was very concerned he was very concerned about um, russia be so close to england when it comes to the naval and and the flights and everything because he knew that the military progress, the tech, the technology, the Russian technology is much mm, well advanced. It's yeah. so well advanced mm. compared to the British mm. and compared to the other country. And that's what they've been doing. For Russia years. has been doing for years. For they've years. been preparing. So when I tell you they've mm. been preparing for war, they have been preparing for mm. war. They put millions. They've done training facilities, as you said. They literally have now base, military base in the region. But they're not physically participating in warfare, but they are now beginning to get involved. You know. So Russia's really strengthening the thing. Mm. You know, from a Russia point of view, for them to intervene in Russia in Syria, it says it's fruitful, you know. So politically, Russia engaged mission, military action without having any diplomatic repercussion. You realize that. Yeah, yeah. The, since the Syrian war, you haven't seen everybody really going against Russia. They've been involved in there, but nobody said anything where Russia has been involved and in helping the Assad. Why? Mm. Why do you think is that? It's all about money, isn't it? <laughs> it's all about money, and you know, it's when you actually look at the whole thing, they've invested billions in Syria. Um, I think there were at one stage there was something that came up, but I think Putin was, and I said they came on. They said, "Look, if you if you continue with this, this is what we're going to do." And I think everyone kind of 
backed off a little bit. I remember watching that interview at the time I was at home um, and I was just watching it. But I just remember Putin was very clear, you know, we're not backing down. We are, you know, we, we, we've formed a coalition. We are friends <laughs> um, of, yeah, I think they, they formed a treaty anyway, saying that they're friends and of Syria and we will, we will support them. And mm. he came on and he was very clear that they weren't backing down from that. Um, and I think they they just continued to do what they what they what they're doing. The problem I'm, I'm looking in this situation is this, and I know many people have been mentioning, you know, there's been talk about a potential third world war. Mm. Um, I know for fact that um, I know for fact that um, if you look at the second world war, Russia or USSR under Stalin the time of Stalin, was involved with the Nazis, Hitler. And it was until the power shift that Stalin joined the Allies to fight against Hitler. But during that time, there was um, a, a census of Russia always wanted to be the number one. And we've seen it throughout centuries, for years. You know, We looked at the Cold War in the 1960s, you know, we saw about the space war, you know, when they were trying to get the first one to to the moon, for example. But right now, Russia is strategically positioning themselves. They're positioning themselves in a situation when they will be able to control the world. Mm. And in order to control the world from a military and strategic position, you got to take over Israel. This is why Israel is so key. And you kind of wonder, ask the question, why God chose Israel as a nation to show the whole world? <laughs> why Israel? Why did God choose Israel? Why didn't choose Egypt, which was, you know, or any other part of the world? Why did he choose Israel? Why did he say, I'm going to choose this nation, these small nations, so my people will know my will through this nation. Yes, they have chosen nations. They've been chosen nations from from before, from from the from the time memorial. They've they've always been. Yeah, but you know, you know, our Father who is heaven doesn't do things randomly. Oh no, 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 definitely not. There's not a random. It was it, Israel wasn't chosen as a random, no, you know, region to you know. As a chosen nation, it wasn't. Israel, from a military perspective, and why a lot of people have been saying to me, is the center of the world. Israel, as you look at it, this little, I mean, look at the map, this little nation compared mm. to the other one. Look at Egypt. Egypt is a six times bigger than Israel. Iraq, Syria, they're all much bigger than Israel, but Israel has such a tremendous power and tremendous favor from the Lord into it as mm. well. First of all, it's positioning. It's positioning. From a maritime perspective, as you can look at it, yeah, yeah. you can look at this map, it's very protected. Mm. If you need to get there for Israel, there's only two ways that you can get there. But naval, uh, mm. naval, there's only two ways you can do it can see the Red Sea mm. and then the other side of it. Mm. Now, if you need to get an attack Israel, you've got to go through Egypt. Yeah. Or you got to go through Syria or Iraq. And that's the only place that you can do that. So when Russia beginning to assert its complete authority, because I truly believe, and that is me, guys, don't 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 take my word for it. But I truly believe that eventually Syria will become part of Russia. That doesn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. They will become part of Russia. They will be annexed to Russia. Mm. And that's what will happen. Because at the moment, where they are, they can only control what is in the north there. The king of the north, Russia. Mm. But Russia needs to influence the whole world. In order to influence the whole world, it needs to strategize, it needs to position itself in areas when it can dominate, like they tried to do mm. back in the 60s with the communism. So what do you think will happen with Turkey then? Because it's, it's, they're just right there. You know, I'm looking at the 
when you look at the map, you think, okay, Turkey's there as well. Mm-hmm. So what, what's going to happen with Turkey? Well, this is the thing we're having at the moment, you know. The reason, one of the reasons I was going to mention, one of the reasons Russia is now in Syria is just in case, at the moment they're having good ties with Turkey, but it's mm. just in case things go south with Turkey. Mm. So they still have the military base here, they can still attack. But Turkey is a very difficult, you know, because at the moment they they seem to have good relationship with Turkey, but you just never know. We, I can't predict what the future says, but what I can tell you is there will be a correlation between a lot of the region that we're seeing here, North Africa, uh, Turkey, Iraq, um, Saudi, well, maybe Saudi oh, Arabia, Turkey. maybe all, all the Arab mm-hmm. countries. They will form a coalition and they will invade Israel. And for me, reading the Bible, if we see all the prophecy that has been fulfilled up to today, I definitely see that coming. Now, whether it will come in our lifetime, I don't know. But what I'm seeing at the moment is a real move, uh, as I says, a real move, a military action here. Israel, Russia, and people don't really talk too much about Russia, you know. Russia doing their own thing. Mm. They're doing their own thing at the moment, but they are now positioning themselves in such a way of power that eventually they will become a superpower and then you think about america that's going through so much turmoil at the moment Mm. so the the power shift the balance has changed Mm. obviously great britain is not great britain anymore unfortunately that's just called the united kingdom now because they lost all the power that they have all the influence that they have they are losing it now we don't know whether the brexit will work in their favor or not because it could potentially work in, 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 in England's favour or Great Britain's favour. But again, you got to ask the question whether by coming after Brexit we break the United Kingdom. Scotland have been vying for years to have their own independence. independence yeah. And they want to be part of Europe. That's mm. one of the main re- that's the main strategy. And Ireland too. And too. Ireland too. Yeah, so Ireland want to be part, yeah. part of so it. So it, that it will leave England and Wales pretty much if that was to take place. Mm. So we don't know how things is going to move. But what we do know now is that there is movement. There is movement. People have been telling that, you know, we, we read some prophecy, people see war. They saw war. Mm. They saw a big war coming. Mm. Now, I don't want to be the guy saying to them, oh, this war, World War Three. No, that's not the point. But we need to be understanding the dynamic, the politics that's taking place behind, and all what we're talking about, just do your own research as well. Try to understand this relationship between Syria and, and, and Russia and what they're doing, and how Russia slowly but surely getting grip of the world. Mm. China's doing from an economic perspective, yeah. Russia's doing from a military perspective, yeah. and that's what we're seeing at the moment. These two superpowers, mm. China and Russia, are really growing, and they're growing at a time where. America is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm. Primarily due to the policies, also due to their to their to, the, to wherever you know their their um, the leaders as mm. well, the direction the leaders are taking, but and also, also economically they yeah. are they are very weak. But also, I feel it's also part of God's plan, absolutely, His sovereign will, mm-hmm. because this is it's all all meant to happen, isn't it? So mm. we're just watching, as you say, prophecy coming to pass mm-hmm. we're watching these things yeah. happen um but it's being aware of of that they are th- these are these are prophecies mm-hmm. and they are meant to come to pass because i think as as christians when we see these things especially if we don't really understand what god has said about these things and we don't really get what's going on mm-hmm. we could become really fearful mm-hmm. and we could just be like the world not really understanding the times and the seasons that we're in mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think we, we do need to really understand the times and seasons that we're in. So, going back to, to this to this one as well, uh, briefly, so we, we talked about the, the importance of Russia and, and Syria and this, this, this very strong relationship, you know, this, this, this global influence that Russians are having now, um, especially being said, getting involved in, in wars such as the Syria war, but obviously because of the tight with the, the Assad's also, but also to destabilize the, the current uh, power balance that's taking place at the moment, which they are doing successfully. Now, 
what's going to happen and 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 they describe it in um in ezekiel chapter 39 when the coalition take place and those countries are waging war against israel it will be sudden mm. it will be there will be no warning you mm. know pretty much israel will have no warning at all they will be surrounded you know by all the arab country with with the russian whether they will be actively involved i don't know but i do know that they will provide whatever is necessary but i do believe that they, they may be involved as well in this conflict they will come against israel they will go by the red sea and like i said syria will be part of them and in the other country they'll be able to go through so the army will be able to walk through it with the tanks they will it will be they will come whole out for it in their mindset is very simple we are not getting rid of the of the jews of the israeli people and that's exactly so they will come with the army they will come through the navy so the navy already as you can see we spoke about it they're already stationed they're already pretty much positioned now you know and they will come with the naval as well the hair and they will sorry the hair so and they will come all out against israel israel will have no time to prepare no time to prepare and you know what's going to happen a miracle yeah i was gonna say a miracle will take place Ezekiel prophesied that god will will make himself available he will show himself during that Mm. time he will intervene Mm. when people will think that israel is completely gone Mm. god will intervene and the way he will intervene, they said that as he will, he will, you know, he will use nature to destroy, mm. you know, hailstorm mm. coming out, storm and everything to yeah. stop the 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 the, the air, the, the the air force to come and attack. Mm. You know, he will create a, such a, an environment that will destroy the, all the armies mm. that will be destroyed. And don't you think it's quite amazing? And I think it's beautiful how God does things because. Russia are showing the world about, you know, they've got the most amazing technology. No one has anything like this and they, they can annihilate people from whatever distance mm-hmm. and they have all of this technology where yeah. they can see from so far, mm-hmm. you know, um, and send missiles f- and which can just, you know, just destroy people mm-hmm. in just like that, yeah. you know. And so for them, it's just like showing them we have all of this amazing stuff that no one else has. Of course, we're going to be able to annihilate you. And God will use, you know, just the way that he does, as you said, he will use nature. He will use what, how God does things in just a natural and a normal, supernatural, supernatural, natural, supernatural, natural, supernatural, supernatural way. Well. Um, and they, they, they won't be able to fathom what's taken place. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what is so beautiful about when God intervenes, mm. you know, because no one can explain it. And that's exactly. And no one can deny. That's and that's right. the thing. Nobody and can people deny. will come because of that look at that yeah ezekiel 39 says this chapter 39 ezekiel says this and you son of man prophesy against gog and say so says the lord god behold i am against you O gog the prince of rosh meshesh and tubal and i will turn you around and lead you on bringing you up from the far north and bring you against the mountain of israel then i will knock the bow out of your left hand and cause the arrows to fall out of your right hand. You shall fall upon the mountain of Israel, you and all your troops and the people who are with you. I will give you to birds of prey of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on the open field. For I have spoken, says the Lord God, and I will send fire on Magog and on those who live in security in the Kosian. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people of Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then the nations shall know that I am the Lord, mm. the Holy One in Israel. Surely it is coming, and it shall be done, says the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken. Amen. And those who dwell in the city of Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons both the shields and bucklers the bars and arrows the javelin and spurs and they will make fire with them for seven years hmm. seven years and this is what i was saying to you 
I believe that after this event of the world going, oh my God, this is where the Antichrist will yeah. establish your seven years. Yeah. They will bore, they will burn up for seven years. You know, and that's very so critical. Now, I could be wrong, you know, but that's why, from what I'm reading, what I'm sensing my spirit, I believe that that will engineer the Antichrist to establish that seven years peace treaty after seeing the invasion, you know, of all army. But the interesting thing is we see God intervention mm. during that time. So they're all remember today. I get flash news every. I keep saying that I get flash news. I got Sky News. I got Sky Sports, and every time something flashes, on this, everybody would get a flash news about what's taking place. News flash, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, they will look and they say, "Oh my goodness, Russia! They inviting Israel! Mm-hmm. Wow!" And then the next thing is, "What? Well, I don't know what's going on. Look at that! They all destroyed." Mm-hmm. And that's how God will intervene. Yeah. From that time, you will see many people turn to God. That's right. That's many right. people turn to God. That's right. Jews, Israelis, Everyone. and also people in Arabic. all worlds. Everyone. They will Muslims. see. You see yeah. many people turn yeah. to God. Yeah. Because they will see yeah. the power of God. That's right. That time, I believe the Antichrist will come. He will rise up. He will say, okay, it's time to have a peace treaty now. Mm. We can't have this anymore. We can't have... Russia or the Arab country invading is invading mm. Israel anymore. We gotta stop this, and the whole world will say, "Okay, let's have a peace treaty," and he will engineer this peace treaty that will last for seven years. And as we look at last week, in the midst of that seven years, he will and break that treaty and desecrate. Wow! Wow! So that's what we've got for Israel for now. Mm. We, uh, as a people of God, there's only one thing we can do. Keep our eyes fixed on him. Mm. Continue to be watchful. Continue to look at what he's doing. And it's just to really enjoy. Because even though time is going to be difficult for us, we know that there is more and a better that's coming. Because we know that when those things begin to take place, then we know that Jesus mm. is really near. Mm. He's really, really mm. near. Mm. So God is raising a remnant church. Believe me, guys. He's raising a remnant church. Whatever you are is raising you to be prepared and ready for such a time as this. Whether it is for you or whether it is for the next generation, your children and your children's children is raising you for such a time as this. And as people of God, we need to be awake. That's the word I'm hearing. Be awake. Mm-hmm. Be awake. Be awake. Why don't we pray? Father, we just want to thank you so much, Lord, for really give us a revelation mm. in relation to the nation of Israel. And as yes, we conclude sir. this series on Israel, we thank you for being showing a different sign that you've put in the word of God, you know, through your prophet Ezekiel, through yes. your prophet Daniel, yes. you know, through your prophet Isaiah and, mm. and many more that spoken. Even the Lord Jesus mentioned it mm. as well, how things will take place. The book of Revelation of John mentioned it as well. Mm. And we thank you, Father, Lord, that we're not ignorant of the word that you're speaking. You will say that my people die for a lack of knowledge. Father, we pray that we will not be ignorant to what you've given us for the revelation that you've given us. Mm. And Lord, we also pray that we continue to keep our eyes focused on you. Yes. You know, my lovely wife this morning was sharing about the story of Peter walking on the water and fixing his eyes on Jesus this time we want to be like peter but we don't want to draw we want to keep our eyes fixed on you lord we ask you that you continue also to prepare our heart mm. prepare our mind prepare our spirit and you also prepare physically lord to put yes. fix in place lord yes it is great to talk about it but we need to physically be engaged to put fix in place yes whatever you've spoken to us father whatever you share to us father Whatever you put in our heart, Father, mm. let us be obedient and let us not procrastinate but mm. do the things that you ask us to do. Father, we thank you as we continue to pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Again, guys, you can join us via Facebook, Twitter, email, as you can see on the, on the slide here. Uh, send us your comments. Whatever you want to send it to us by email, you can send us your comment by the WhatsApp as well. And also, I wanted to mention something to you. If there's a particular topic that you would like us to cover, please do let us know so we can actually put in our diary and just um, get that um, get that booked in and then we can share this topic. Next week, we have a guest um, 
coming in on the show we're going to be talking about missions you know mission is a very important as well as part of the church what we're doing you know this despite things as is taking place in the world we still need you know to fulfill the great commission isn't it that's right it is so important you know fulfill our great commission in matthew 20 28 you know so we're going to have a guest um, um, guest coming in next week on the show. Talk to us about mission. He's been on many missions. So he's going to, you know, really talk to us next week about missions. So please, we send you all the information um, during the week. But I think I've said everything I need to say now. No? Is there anything else you would like to say, darling? No. No, not all? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> so guys... Thank you very much again for joining us uh, this morning and we shall see you again next week, same place, same time. Ciao guys. Bye bye.